You're listening to a DM podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I introduce to you the podcast with the best banter, greatest gut feels, and most ridiculous narratives on planet Earth. Get ready to dominate the NRL fantasy season with the team from Top. King League! G'day guys, welcome to Talking League. We're a weekly NRL fantasy podcast. I'm your host TK. We're at round 21 teams. We've got five weeks to go, but I'm very excited tonight because we are back at full strength. Andy, Corbs, Patty in the house. But Andy, g'day, mate. You're happy? I'm happy. We just bought a horse, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're in shares of the horse. So it could go really good or could go really bad. Yeah. We'll let the punters know when, it's, when it gets named and when it races. But I'm hoping to try and get talking league. Call it talking league. It's something that good. Who's your favourite trainer? I'm going to say Gay Waterhouse is mine. Um, Maybe Bart Cummings. He I was think, pretty good back in the day. Yeah, him. Him or um, there's another one. I've forgotten his name. He's just, uh, he won the, yeah, look, at the moment, I've forgotten his name. James Cummings, that's the one. James Cummings, Cummings they yeah. like, like son Possibly. Dad. Yeah. yeah, we'll just say it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Corbs, he's back. He's back from Coffs Harbour. He's now second home, but mate, welcome back. And you did pretty well in Coffs, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm more of uh, the Lees boys up in Newcastle. I sort of just stick to my own, and they uh, they get me a few winners here and there. <laughs> I love it. Now, ladies and gentlemen, Andy versus Corby. This might be more relevant than our podcast. <laughs> yeah. Andy's now in 17,189 score, a rank of 732. Corbs has dropped back after a bad round. He's at 17,087, which ranks him at 1139. But Andy has one trade left. Corbs has got three. Now, we're looking into the future, and... We've just, you know, we're going to present what we think might happen. <laughs> what are you smiling about? Dude, I almost had you. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Mate, I looked at his team. So he, he has, he's got to play. Wait, wait. It don't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. Winning's winning. Now go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I've done a low mass there and talked over. Uh, yeah, I was looking at his team. He's playing Umbai this week. He's got four injuries. He's got four red dots. No, nah, I'll be good. I'll Mate, be right. <laughs> Mate, you've got one trade. You're not good, and that's clear. He's a your Mate, fifth red he's dot. He's up. You're forgetting RFM's playing. He's coming back. <laughs> Just get ready to put your knife on. But, boys, last round, what a disaster. I lost Cleary, Moses, Kennedy. I've got only one trade left as well. Sorry for everyone that we said to send us. <laughs> it was just such a good – I would have been better not trading last week. My guys that I traded out, even though I traded in Haas and Cookie, Frizzell and Marnie scored just as well as the two. So I would say the same, but the fact I traded Cookie in, it took the C off Cleary for me. So that definitely did help me. Yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, guess who's back from Vegas? He's running on 10 hours sleep. He missed his connection. He's absolutely had about eight days on the drinks, and you know what? He's back. Patty. I'm back with a vengeance, boys. It's all right. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm not in a good state, but I wanted to be back around talking some, talking some footy, talking some fantasy. Well, it's good to have you here. Who's in a better mental state right now, Nathan Cleary or Pat Warren? <laughs> Definitely Nathan Cleary. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say the latter, but uh, hey, the man himself has spoken. Wow. Well, Paddy, have you got any news? 
Oh, mate. Well, yeah, I'm gone for a week and half half the fantasy world kind of imploded with uh, Big Cleary, I guess, headlining that. But still plenty of plenty of news, massive team list uh, for this weekend. So let's kick us off. Roosters and Broncos to start us off on Thursday. Roosters, Collins is out with his concussion and he's uh, being taken by Lodge in the starting squad for the Broncos. Cobo returns on the wing in place of Pereira. Uh, Mariner is also being retained in the centres and Hetherington has been named to replace Carrigan at lock. I'm also going to keep an eye on uh, the Twitter feed to see what Carrigan gets. I think Judiciary tonight. Uh, Storm Titans next up. So for Wishart is named at fullback in place of Meany. Uh, transfer deadline recruit Nofaluma is named to start on the wing with Anderson shifting to the centres to cover Olam who's out with COVID. And big bad Brandon Smith making his return from suspension on the bench. Coast is also lurking in the extended so keep an eye out for that. For the Titans yeah Another spine combination. Sexton's being dropped or rested is the line that they're going with. Campbell starting at fullback. AJ going to 5'8 and Boyd to 7. For the Manly Parramatta game, five of the Manly seven are back in the squad uh, with Oshay Ole still out. Schuster's actually been punted completely. He's on the extendeds. Uh, and for the Eels, Jake Arthur being named to start at 7, even though there was a bit of speculation that... Um, we might have seen King Gutho move into the halves. Uh, Mitch Moses, as we all know, is looking to, uh, is set to miss the rest of the regular season. Uh, for the Bunnies, Warriors. For the Bunnies, not a lot. Uh, Milne is back in at centre with Jed Cartwright out with injury. For the Warriors, a bit of movement here. We've got Aiken being named to start in the centres. Egan's been named to start at 5'8", which is uh, shocking both positionally and the fact that Big Nelson smashed his mouth in. Uh, Freddie Lussick is starting at 9, uh, with lots more movement in the pack as well. Jazz is out injured. Penne's taking his place. And Curran has been benched in place of Bailey Sirinan. The Raiders-Panthers game for the Raiders. Rapana back in for suspension after his suspension in place of Hopawati. For the Panthers, obviously massive news. So Cleary out for the regular season. Sean O'Sullivan moves to seven. And Jamin Salmon is in at 5'8". Uh, Stephen Crichton is also making his return from injury in the centres. For the Sharks-Dragons, Will Kennedy looks set to miss the rest of the regular season with Kate Dykes named to make his debut at fullback. Uh, and for the Dragons, the same 17 as last week. Dogs, Cowboys. So for the Dogs, it's the same 17 from last week, but RFM has been named in the reserve, so he may be a late inclusion for those still holding. For the Cows, Felt is out for a few weeks. His spot's being taken by Hammer. Luciana and Cotter are named on the bench, but as we all know, Peyton does love a game day reshuffle. Tigers, Knights finishing off. Tigers, so with Hastings out for the season, uh, Pole is actually named to take his place at 13. For the Knights, Bess is back at centre. And Clemmer has vanished from the face of the earth. Um, not too sure what's happening there. He might be on a, apparently it was an internal dispute. Uh, and Jacob Saifidi is named to start instead. Well, Paddy, that's big news. Well done. <laughs> Welcome you, you back. You have a nap now. <laughs> 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 now TLT News is brought to what. Brought to you by Rugby League Merch. Get your Talking League stubbies now. We've got all this, the tees replicating these as well. So get them individually as well as a four-pack. Perfect watching the footy with the crew. All your end-of-season awards. So all the details will be in the episode notes. Or just head over to rugbyleaguemerch.com. Use code TALKINGLEAGUE for 10% off the Talking League range. But Andy, you know how he was talking about Toby Sexton getting dropped? <laughs> Started last year when David Fafita got to the Titans. I'm pretty sure the game plan every week is just one line. Pass it to David Fafita. Yeah. And they can't do that. Is Sexton the key? Like Sexton rested with the team coming last is just that's laughable. I'd say, but will, will Tanner Boyd do that? Who knows? Yeah, on on Boyd. So when Boyd actually came into the squad last year, 
Fafita's scoring actually did go up because they played a lot of schoolboys. Right. Yeah, they played a lot of schoolboys footy together. So he didn't know how to pass him the ball, unlike Sexton. So you're telling me to pick him up and draft until he's <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> All right, boys, let's, let's talk about trades and strategy on our mind. This might only be a segment for Pat and Corbs because they're the only ones with actual trades. But Corbs, we'll start with you because you've got plenty. What's on your mind, mate? Well, I could send it, but we all know how that went last week. <laughs> Cleary to Munster. I'm thinking money, especially this week, juicy against that Warriors side. I don't know what's going on there. And then I'm thinking of actually bringing in uh, Dykes for Mam. And then that frees up another big gun who I can either wait one more week just to give us something to talk about in this segment next week, or I just go cook. Yeah. Or someone like Aiken or... Cheese. I think you've got to send it. I think nah, nah, wait for the pod. Or actually, you know what? Send it so you can. I can beat you in it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so confident of running you down. It's not funny. <laughs> now, Paddy, you got, have you got four trades? Yeah, because did you lose like reception or something? Or? Yeah, well, I don't know. Yeah, I just didn't pull the trigger. It was time for the flight and I just didn't pull the trigger and it's actually come out to, to my benefit this, uh, this week. So, yeah, I've got both Moses and Cleary. So, I'm just going to look for a pretty... Standard swap to Cherry and then maybe Teddy into the yeah, nice. fullbacks. I like it. Andy? Oh, I'm going to go Cleary to Cam the Muzz. That's my Ooh. initial thought. Ooh, I love that. We'll talk a little bit about Cleary's strategy, but my last one is Cleary to Munster. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to be praying. Like I'm going to talk, talk to Parramatta. I might even foot the bill for <laughs> Moses to come back. I need him. And RFM as well. He's been named in the extended. I did hear Moses could be back in three weeks, Penny, if he actually... You'd think, you'd think with Parramatta being so delicately placed around that fourth place that they're going to need him, right? So, uh, Well, more narrative at the end of the show might, <laughs> I love this. might be power-orientated. I love this. <laughs> All right, boys, let's talk topic of the night, which will be Cleary, Moses, Hastings. Unfortunately, a lot of people actually have three. Shout-out to Boxy. I know that he's got three, but I've got two of them. You've got two of them. You've got two of them, and Corb's had one of them. But realistically, I think it's time, boys, to say goodbye to one Nathan Cleary. It is hard to say goodbye, ladies and gentlemen, especially after he's been hitting tons for us last year and this year. Reliable captain. I know that there's a lot of different captains to step in, but there's something different about Nathan Clear. Well, do you know what the double whammy is for me and probably a lot of people um, who play draft? I had to put him into the free agency. <laughs> oh, and I picked him up, what, Jackson Topine. So, oh, wow, what a trade. Because <laughs> re- remember the arrogance, though, at draft day when I suggested no captains this year and Andy was literally, oh, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was good, but then I can't laugh because when I've been clear in there, Pappenhausen was right below him. <laughs> in our free agency, ladies and gentlemen, he's, Corb's had to drop Pappenhausen last week. You've had to do Cleary this week. It's The free agency literally looks better Stay. than some of the teams. <laughs> yeah. in the you know, do you know who I had to drop this week? This tells you how bad my team's going. I had to drop Will Kennedy for my team. <laughs> <laughs> You're nearly better off just getting some of these guys for namesake to scare the opposition. <laughs> and you, some of these players that some people are bringing in are more chance of getting a negative than actually a positive score. That's a very valid point. I'm, so my true. draft is done. But yeah, <laughs> no, on, on fantasy, I feel like everyone everyone's dropping Cleary. It's like it's going to go from, what, 60% ownership to zero. Yeah, I think so as well. We'll know exactly how many people 
people still playing the game exactly. after this week, yeah, for sure. True, true. All right, boys, let's talk Cleary, Moses, Hastings. Now, we've got one gun and then two kind of that, you know, mid to top range, 600K-ish sort of plays. Let's talk Cleary first. What we're going to do... Now, there's two. There's some strategy we can do. We can go straight to guns, such as DCE and Munster. Let's tackle those before, first. Corbs, I wanted you to have a look at DCE first. What's your thoughts yeah. on DCE being the replacement for Cleary? Yeah, I think it's a good one. He'd, he'd have to be pretty high up there. I think it's him and Munster would be your top two, especially for price as well. He's got a mixed bag for the run home, but they need to win. So their, that, their loss last week of those players stepping down really did hurt them. And he's going to have to get his hands all over it. His last three average of 64 is pretty damn good. And I just see him hovering around that 60 quite comfortably for the run home. So I think he's very solid choice. I already have him, so that's why I'm not. he wasn't at the start of the show for Cleary. Yeah, now he's top 100. He's 70% owner. The other guy that looks like a bit of a pod here, Andy, is Money Munster. Because out of the top 1,000, he's only 7% owned going into this round. So a little bit of opportunity. Found some form last week, and he'd probably take the goal kicking with your man out this week. So what's your thoughts on Money Munster? It's sort of like a flip of the coin and how he's going to react. You know, and with no Pappy, they get their first win back after a record amount of losses for the Storm. But can he sort of – can with a third-string fullback as well, where like Melbourne Storm were that – one, two, three punch, you know, with the Smith, Slater, Cronk. You know, now they had, what, uh, Grant – they had Puppy and they had Munster last year. So I don't know whether he can actually do that with a third string. I don't think Wishart, Wishart's been fullback before. Hasn't really delivered. Mm. So, look, although Munster was the one of the best halves coming into the season, um, it's just whether he can actually bring the back of the uh, – or bring him Storm back on his shoulders. Uh, so do you think I, he'll I th- play fullback? I, I think there could be a bit of a switch, but he's just so dynamic at half. Like, his mm. running game is so dynamic. Like, you can't – he can't train that to someone. Like even literally, everyone knows what he's going to do, and he somehow steps everyone and gets a line. You get the, whereas fullback, the Storm play with that sort of support play fullback, where I think he's he's lost. So I think Munster still plays in the halves, but I don't know seven hundred seventy seven k. I think for me, he's too pricey. I, I'm not taking the punt. I'm glad Corbs is. You know what I am, and last his last three seventy six fifty three and fifty five. He scored zero tries in this. And only one try assist. I think he might be due this week because his season average is kind of point to it. Because his try assists are at 0.8, his tries are at 0.4. So given that he hasn't scored for quite a long time, he might be, and you think about the opposition this week, home game against the Titans, I think this week might be the week. I'm going to be actually be captaining him. We'll talk about this a little bit later in the week. Ooh, Cole, you know what? I laughed at Cole two weeks ago when he said they might go undefeated. But their draw, Titans, Penrith without the, the halves, Broncos losing Paddy Carrigan, Roosters, and then Parra without potentially Moses. There's a potential that they win every single game here, and they go into the finals with some very, very good form. So out of these two, for me, I think if you replace Clear, it's got to be one of these two. We're going to do an alternate strategy as well. Let's pick them here. Paddy, if you had to pick between these two to replace Clear, who would you go? Yeah, I'm going Jerry. I just feel like with the balance of my team, I just need another steady scorer and I'm going to probably look elsewhere. Like I got the luxury of some trades, so I'm probably going to look elsewhere for maybe a bit of a, a jackpot player. But yeah, I just want that consistency losing Cleary. Nice. I'm going monster. Only narrative is I, then I can stop watching Manly play. <laughs> and then I got Harry Grant anyway, so it'll be perfect. But Corbs, out of DC and Munster? Yeah, I've got DC already, but if I was going the two, 
at this stage in the season, I'd be rolling the dice and going Munster just because I know his ceiling's probably a bit higher. And I know he's off the punt, but he loves the punt. So <laughs> we've got to back Munster. Andy, you are the tiebreaker here. Well, man. I'll probably go DCE purely because he's of his consistency. You know, him without Turbo, he's really come to to his own and owned that team. I think with the infamous seven coming back, yep. I think he, they will go on a massive run. Like you said, Corb said, they need them to win now with that loss. Helps, it didn't hurt Manly, but it definitely helped fancy owners of DCE. Yeah, now Andy, like for people with halves cover, there's an alternate strategy, which given the amount of money that Cleary actually generates, gives you the opportunity to go to quite a good mid. So tell me about your strategy and who you're looking at. Well, my, my strategy is Cam Munz. So I think it's 4K. He's actually 4K more expensive, but if you don't have 4K in your bank, you're sort of hurting. Mm. So Cam the Munz, so like, what's he consistent as they come as well. 65.3 in his last uh, three games, 68 in his last five, and 65 for his last five, sorry. so. Um, but they've got four very tough games in the end of the season. So I don't think they're going to rest him. They need him to sort of yep. play well. And they're still looking for top four spot. You know, Storm not, not playing too well, Broncos not playing too well, and Eels not playing too well. They can actually possibly get a, four, a top four spot. So I think with Murray, he played 86 minutes last week and scored a 70 He's a weapon, like, isn't he? He's an absolute weapon, and they need him for the run home. So I think he... Because I've, I've got no Cleary, no Moses, but I've still got plenty of half cup, and I'm, pr- I'm sure a fair few people would have that as well. So Murray's my sort of top pick. And he had the last his 15 games this year. He's scored 60-plus in 10 of them. Like that's consistent. That's what I'm saying. That's what I think. You like when you're expending that much money, you need to know you're getting value, and I think he just ticks it in every regard. You know he's going to play big minutes, and we'll talk about him versus Tarpany a little bit later. The consistency that and reliability that Cam Murray like has compared to Tarpany, second to none. Like I don't think there's even a comparison between the two, despite. Tuppity shooting the lights out at the moment. But I really like that as a suggestion, especially if you've got half cover. How many halves do you think you need before you can actually pull that off? Or at least, I'd say three. If you've got three halves and they're three solid scoring halves, then I'd say you're probably safe. Yep, I think so as well. All right, boys, let's talk about Moses and Hastings because I think there's a lot more replacements because there's some really, really good pods out there as well. So let's have a look at the fortunes of the guys of Reynolds, Fogarty, Dwayne, Uzi, and Dillbags. Paddy, we'll start with you, Dillbags. Now, without Mitchell Moses, this bloke's numbers just explode. Yeah, exactly right. So, a 65 average across six games without Moses. Um, and, like, a lot of it comes in that he just gets that more responsibility, a lot more general play kicking. So, if we take a look at this season alone, his average kick meters is 52. But those games without Moses, it shoots up to 282. Um, and there was actually a game there where he was kicking over 400 meters. So, it'll be really interesting if it is Jake Arthur or Gutho who moves into it, because that could also really heavily impact that. Yep. The other thing that I want to call out with with deal bags is traditionally every year he always has really low try assists. So even in those games without Moses or, you know, any previous season, he actually doesn't get those, those um, extra attacking stats. But when he has, uh, but this year alone, he's already up that from a traditional like 0.3 try assist to 0.7. So you'd almost also expect that to go up if he's going to be the primary playmaker. Yeah, I like it. And you know what? He doesn't kick much, but when he does, it's good. He yeah, sets up true. a try or he puts someone in goal. Like Dillbags at the moment, you think at the moment, what, what is he? He's a really low yeah. owner as well. What is 8% of the top 1,000 own this guy. The averages without Moses, what? 65. Yeah, like 2021 last year, 50 with him, 56 without him. 2020, 
He had an average of 75 without Moses. Mm. Jesus. And he has, doesn't, and doesn't overplay his hand. He just runs the ball, does what he has to do. So I feel like he could actually take a little bit of pressure off Jacob Arthur. If you're laughing, you've got him, don't you? Yeah, That's yeah, a great yeah. little one that you probably were concerned about. But now it's kind of, especially after the carnage, a bit of a goldmine. Yeah, 100%. I'm glad I've kept him. Unfortunately, I've got the other half as well. But yeah, but it's your boy too. They've got what, a drawer of, what, manly, bunnies, dogs, bronco storms. So hard, but... And they're must-win games for Para. So, yeah, yeah I think he steps up. I yeah. think those hard games actually suit him because he loves getting into his defense. Like his base stats are always so good. Um, I'm also like I've I've still got him. So yeah, I'm cheering about it. Really like it now, boys. I'll wrap this up really quick with Yuzi because I just think that Yuzi isn't doing too much at all. I think if you've got him, well, I don't think you've got the traits to actually trade him out. But realistically, considering what he's just really disappointed this year. Jerome Hughes, 597k last three, 40, 42, and 51. I think the end of the season will be about Harry Grant. Or Money Monster. So I think it's one of those things. Scrap him straight off the list. But, Corbs, you were going to look at Adam Dwayhe for me. So he's had, what, three games. Very, very difficult to kind of project this guy because every week his stats just change. Yeah, well, you hate him, but Shooter and I know he's a gun. <laughs> hey, oh, oh, he was my love interest last year. Hold he on. He was. He, uh, he's my favourite Lebanese foot, uh, footballer behind Louis in our draft <laughs> <laughs> um, he, could go, he, he could go huge this week against the Tigers. Um, who have they got? The, the Knights. The Knights. He could go massive. Spoonball. But then he'll probably simmer down to uh, maybe just below the sort of 50 average, I reckon. I, I see him sort of hovering around that 50, maybe mid-50s with the uptake in his run and kick meters because they did go up on the weekend when he partnered um, Madden. 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 Jockey Madden, yeah. Excellent. Yeah. So I, I just think with, with his um, – the prediction of that 50 average for the run home, he's a pretty solid one. And, I, like, he's got a pretty solid base just with his – he likes to run the ball, which is always good for a half. And he's a bigger body too, so – he, he sort of can get those tackle breaks. Even off that scrum on the weekend, um, he just, I like him. Close to the line, he backs himself. Yeah. You love way, that. He gets a bit greedy, which is good for your price? fantasy owners. 5.69. So it's a great steal if you've got trades. But, Cobbs, I wouldn't be trading Cleary to Dwayne. I think if you've got Cleary, you've got to go one of the big guns, use your money yeah. up with DCE, Munster, or what what Andy said with Cam Murray. I think you've got to get that quality 60 player. I don't think Adam Dwayne's kind of ceiling is as high as those three guys. No, no. With those suggested, DCE, Munster, uh, miles ahead. Even Dillbags, I reckon he'd be above Dewey as well. Yeah. With their draw coming up, they've got Knights, Sharks, Roosters, and then Raiders. But, Cause what what's your thoughts? Because two weeks ago when Hastings, Brooks, and he were together, I didn't like it. But last week when you eliminated Brooks, I did like it. And I just think that maybe everything was running very well through Jackson Hastings. You take that away, do you think it becomes very predictable where the Tigers are going to go? And do you think his attacking stats might dry up? Yeah, maybe. Uh, it'll be interesting to see because who have they got? They've got Pole, so it's not like they've got that ball playing. There's talk they're going to put Peachy in who could have replicated the Hastings. Not as well, though, because they tried that earlier in the season. I remember way back in the trial, he was really good at doing exactly what Hastings has been doing the last few weeks, just taking it right into the line and giving it out the back to give Dewey and Madden a bit more time. So it'll be interesting. I mean, yeah, you can just hammer in on Dewey, but he's, um, I don't even know if I'm saying his name right, 
Uh, he's he's a gun player. I still reckon he's a pretty solid choice, but I I, I went uh, Ponga to him last week, which I think is a more like for like trade. But I agree with you. Cleary needs to go one of those big dogs. Say it, Andy. Say it, Sino. The way he. All right, Eddie. Why don't you take it away with Fogarty? Jamal's been playing pretty well, but he's kind of like at that. He's a, would you call him a plodder? Would that be <laughs> insulting? No, I don't think like so. Like a 50 plotter. Well, he's a plotter. He did get run a... down by Papali. So he's a plotter. <laughs> it's true. Uh, are you talking about Fogarty being the, the plotter? Like a 50 plotter. Like yeah, I a... talked about maybe him being a bit of a pod last week, but it just doesn't seem that he could probably break over much 55. Well, he's a potter plotter, actually, because yeah. he, he's, he's not owned by too many people. But 600, 670K and climbing, I feel like he might be coming out to too expensive territory for an actual buy. Yeah, you know, like he he did put another good um fifty one points on, so I I don't think it's not too bad. But Reynolds also did put fifty one, and yep. uh, Fogarty's a little bit cheaper. So I think, look, if you wanted to try and take chance your cards and chance your hand, like especially with the Raiders flying at, under the radar this season, I think they're actually playing pretty yep. well, and everyone's sort of not really they're just sleeping on the Raiders at the moment. And him coming back into form, so he's got some pretty juicy games up. He's got Panthers, Dragons, Knights, Manly, and Tigers. Three, draw, three yeah. of those five. Are, Pretty handy, pretty handy games for folks to come and get some kick mechanisms and try assists. So. He's the goal kicker too, right? Yeah, so I feel like they're still they're slowly coming. I don't think we've seen the best of the Raiders yet, so I don't think we've seen the best of Fogarty yet. So I think if you want to take a punt on him, you can. But like we said, you can probably go dual bags and have a, a better consistent score yeah. towards the end of the season. It's not a bad option, but for a Moses sort of trade out around yeah. the same price, yeah, around the same much. player, right? Goal kicking halfback, you know. And like you said, he done it like like he's done it last year before, so. So it's one of those things, that, and you know you're standing out because no one's got him. Well, 100%. I think Corbett's uh, doing for his Sorry, oh, Car- Carrigan got four weeks. Oh, yeah, think, four weeks. I think that's about right. Mm. I think that's... Yeah, look, Paddy's still sleeping from... from <laughs> <laughs> Can someone wake Paddy up? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for keeping an eye on that, Paddy. Really appreciate that, <laughs> All right, boys, I'll, I'll talk Adam Reynolds, 705k. Well, that news, Paddy Carrigan being out, I think that hurts him big time Ooh. because he's such a good link, Carrigan. I'd say that he's probably on par now with Victor Radley in terms of his ball-playing ability. I th- yeah, I th- he's still, what, a 26% owner at the top 1,000. His last three, 53, 83, 51. I just, you know, they got beat by the Tigers last week. He had two try assists. I guess the downside of him is he has copped a lot of injuries as well. So for that 705k, I think everyone else on this list might be just a little bit of better value. The Broncos draw, the Roosters, Knights, Storm, Para, and Dragons. So, yeah, I think that just that news of Carrigan not being there, I think, really hurts him. So he'll be well down my list now. But let's go to our other... I think that was it, actually. We had Reynolds, yeah, Fogarty, Dwayne, Hughes, and Dillbags. So, boys, let's put our little selection hats on. Rank them one to five in terms of people trading out for Moses or Hastings. Andy, why don't you go first in terms of your top pick? To trade out to your fifth, okay. Um, just for halves, yeah. Just for those five that we've just covered. DCE, no, no. Dillbags, just the mid range. Oh, sorry. So it'll be Dillbags number one. It'll be Fogarty. No, Dwayne number two. Fogarty, Reynolds, Hughes. Yeah, I agree with that, Patty. Yeah, I'm the same. I reckon Dillbags number one. Pretty comfortably there. Nice. And Corbs, what's your selection from one to five there, mate? Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm going with that too. Boring. 
<laughs> I was expecting some sort of rebuttal. But Thanks no. for that, mate. Thanks for that. All right, boys, let's talk Valentine Holmes because I brought him up last week. Probably the only good thing that I actually did last week was bring up Valentine Holmes. But, Corbs, what do you think of him? Because he got out another 70-plus on the weekend. You know, every origin, there's always one – there's a handful of players that come out of origin better than they came in. We know that Valentine Holmes was an elite player before he went to the NFL, but he's starting to produce again. I really like what he's doing. Yeah, what was that year where he killed it? He had a, was that the 18, year he won it? 2018, 18. yeah. Yeah, and that sort of reminds me of how he's going at the moment. He just seems to, when he hits the those good lines back on the unders, he just seems to break it every time. How many tries has he got just coming back under and just with ease? Um, they've got Cotter and Leilua who are just punching up. And they get on that front foot. He gets early ball. He's goal-kicking in a good side. Maybe that was just a little chink in the armour against the Cowboys, and they luckily got away with it because they looked a lot better on the weekend. I thought Dragons were sort of going toe-to-toe for about 20 minutes, and then it just got blown out of proportion, and the Cowboys just smashed them. So yeah. I'm actually thinking he could be a really good one. Like he's In terms of your pod, He's a really good one that a lot of people maybe aren't thinking about. Yeah, Andy, with the draw of Dogs, Roosters, Warriors, Souths, Penrith, kicking a lot of goals, finding the trial line, his stats at the moment are off the charts, especially his tackle breaks and his offloads. Well, do you know when they started to go off the charts? I think he's probably the best player to come out of origin. Mm. Like He was hitting 30s, 20s, 30s consistently. Easily, yeah. After origin, he's actually shot the lights out. He's absolutely killed it. The best thing for him is I don't think the Cowboys are going to let up. They can't. They can't sort of um, well, there's they can't a, there's take a, their foot off the pedal at all. There's that top two finish now for yeah, them. Yeah, exactly. They've got that sort of moment there and their home ground advantage and the extra play. So I don't think they want to lose that top two spot. So I think I think Cowboys are actually gunning. He, why, why would he drop off? Like I feel like yeah. he's just been better yeah. up for Origin and Cowboys and better as, as a whole. So Their motivation to keep winning because I think out of all the teams in the finals, them playing at home, particularly you know first week of the finals and then, and then maybe a prelim, that's huge. That's the biggest advantage, I think, over every other team to play up there in Townsville. Mm. I think Jay, he would prefer, if Jake was here, he'd probably prefer that over his wedding he just had. On the <laughs> <laughs> and then his Mrs. Kish Captain Cleary, too, is divorced. <laughs> Can't believe that. But, Paddy, I know that you've lost a lot of brain cells over the last week, but have you had a little look at Valentine Holmes? Yeah, I took a look. I mean, obviously, like, last three sixty six average, so he's just been blitzing it, and not all these games post-origin that he's scoring tries. He's still getting 50, 70 without tries. So, yeah, I mean, the Cowboys are running rampant. He's kicking the goals. He's just having a bit of fun. And, you know, uh, Tuolagi as well on the on the wing is just being a massive beneficiary. So, I do like – like, I don't mind it. I just feel that we're all kind of talking at the start. Trades are such a premium. So, the only way I can imagine if you're getting him in is – like, it's a bit of a luxury trade. Unless you're kind of doing what Andy was mentioning where – you're going. You're throwing the dice, and you're downgrading your Moses to a Holmes, and then pushing Hines into the halves or something. You know, if you have got that cover and you're looking for something a bit spicy, then then you could look at him. Um, but I just put in my notes like I just think that a center is a center. So you know, he still could hit those cold games, even though he's looking hot. Like he could still hit those cold cold games, and uh, and you could pay. So I know for me, I'll um, I'll be steering clear, but. I mean, you just got to respect what he's doing at the moment. He's absolutely on fire. Hey, Paddy, how many trades you got to get? I got four. Never above, never below. Always beside through all that smoke. Send it. Send it. What are you doing, Paddy? Oh, man, I could. I don't know. I'm holding on. I'm not even doing that well. (laughs)
Well, you're not going to do any better if you don't exactly, send it. Exactly. <laughs> I'm bringing in a couple of guns. Don't worry. Steady on. All right. So the news, Paddy Carrigan, would, well, Paddy Warren didn't bring these news to us for the four weeks. <laughs> We got that exclusively from Corbs. Thank you for keeping in touch for there. Do you want me to come with right. an exclusive? I just saw. Uh, so someone did put in the chat earlier, but SMH reporting that Clemmer got dropped because he had a massive blow up with O'Brien in a night's trainer, refusing to come off. So they've actually given him a show cause notice. So he might actually miss more than a week. I also saw on Twitter that Paul Kent got. Kicked out of a nightclub. <laughs> yeah, uh, look, on sh- soon you'll see on Twitter, Pat, Pat, no, Warren, is- Pat Warren and kicked out of Vegas. <laughs> this is Sydney Morning Herald, boys. Come on. Can't <laughs> wait. I can't wait. Now, boys, let's talk Pat Carrigan. A lot of people have him, and he was a great trading because he was in great form. But let's talk about a few of them, the replacements because oh, let's hope you, you kept some money up your sleeve to actually do it. Cam Murray, Joe Tarpany, uh, Payne Haas, and Isaiah Yo, Andy, just give us a little bit more of a spill on Kemi Murray here, mate. The only issue is you probably need about you need exactly two hundred and four k to upgrade Carrigan to Muzz, to Muzz. But look, I think I wasn't on board of Cook being the one out of the two of those to score the most points. Uh, did you bring out a bring Kemi Muzz in last week? Nah, put Cookie in. Oh, they'll talk to you out. He actually scored <laughs> more did. than him. No, I tell you what it was. Remember the chat last week about Cookie against hitting a hundred against Warriors? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That made me reverse all my trades. <laughs> so hopefully Cookie scores well. But like I said, I'll reinforce it. I think they really need him. I think he can play eighty minutes. He probably will. And um, yeah, they still need a push for a top four spot. The bunnies. So I think Cam Muzz is my sort of best option. Yeah, I had Joey Tarpanis eight hundred and fifty nine k now top thousand. He's only four percent owner, so you're going to get a little bit of a pot. I know people are piling into him this week. His last five, 58, 71, 51, 64, and 93. So not as consistent as Cam Murray or reliable. An average of 67. His minutes are creeped up at 57 minutes. I put a big buy on him, what, 18 months ago. He let me down huge with his, with his year last year. But he is untouchable this year. I just think that maybe, again, you remember I had my jackpot strategy? Like, you're in the poker machines and you're going and the feature's just gone off. I think the feature's gone off last week. He's playing against Penrith. He'll be very fired up. A great forward pack. I don't think he's going to repeat. I'm not saying don't buy him. I just think Cam Murray is a better buy because we know what he brings week in, week out. And I think he's reliance. I'd rather rely on someone playing 80 minutes than a guy that just his minutes will vary week, yeah. week to week. But still a good buy. I'm not going to talk you out of him. But let's talk Isaiah Yo here, Paddy. He's at 751K. Has probably lost about 100K ever since Origin, man. But any thoughts on him? Yeah, he's got a, a bit of a big break-even. You mentioned there, like, he's bled a bit of cash. He's at 751K, but, mate, he is just super consistent. So, he's just the guy where, even this year, even in and around Origin, like, if he's named to play, he's playing big minutes. So, he's still averaging 75 minutes um, this year, and he's just just super, super consistent. So, again, if we look at that pod value, 3% owner in top 1,000, he's only got a few games where he's, I think, sub- 50. So I think if you're looking for a bit of a differentiator and you don't have the cash to go to a Murray, I'd be, you know, I'd actually be having a serious look at him. Yeah, nice. Now, last but not least, and probably the contributor, major contributor of maybe Paddy Carrigan being out for this four week stretch, calls for talking pain. Ask, talk to me about him. Yeah, his stocks have gone up now with that news. I think he was probably the cheaper option if you didn't have the coin, which a lot of people might not. Um, if Carrigan's the man they're replacing, I would actually go Murray over Hass. I think I'd go Hass over Tarpany, 
to be honest. Ooh. I think he's he's got that base of probably 50, I reckon 50. And then he's you see if he gets the attacking upside, bang, up to, what was it, 88 the week before. Um, and he's probably going to, like he's getting that 60, 65 minutes. They're going to, surely he's going to pinch five minutes off someone like Kobe Hetherington. Yeah. So I, I would think he's going to maybe push to that 70 minutes now. So if you have him, it's another one of those sort of ones where you're pretty happy with the Carrigan news, but, I mean, you surely have got spot fires that bring you back down. Yeah, I think the only guy, if you don't have cash, is probably Jason Tamulala that you could probably go to because I know that Paddy Carrigan is back down towards that 620. But, boys, let's assume that they do have cash and they can go to a mid. Let's rank them one to four. Corbs, why don't you start this time, mate? Muzz, Hass, Tarpany, Yo. Yeah, I'd agree with that one, Andy. Muzz... I still think Tarpany's a gun. Muzz, Tarpany, Hass, Yo. You hate Hass. Actually, you know what? I'll change that. I'll go Muzz, Tarpany, Yo, Hass. I'll hate it even more. You hate Hass. Because I'll tell you what, Yo without Cleary, Yo will be Cleary. I'll tell you why. Because you know me and Adam are going to win the draft. (laughs) (laughs) I think Hass is going to come up. (laughs) Hass is last. (laughs) Paddy, give me your rankings. No, Muzz, Tarpany, Yo, and then... Sorry, I've completely spaced on the last guy in my brain cells. And then Haas. No, he's the same as me. Same as me. Mate, there's not going to be any like news that drop from Las Vegas tomorrow where we have no. to sack you or something. I actually just got just a last minute thing on Yo. So he's, he's I should have said this before, but his numbers oh, without, yeah, pretty much. His numbers without Cleary at playing lock over 70 minutes is 61 average. So he does a, a lot of work without him there. Nice. All right, boys, let's talk cashies just to finish off our burning questions. Now, Cobbs, Katie Dykes. Talk about pedigree. He's old man, Adam Dykes. He's one of my favourite players. He was in the 99 minor premiership winning team with the Sharkies. But Kate Dykes got some impressive reserve grade stats. Yeah, he's unreal. So how's I was talking to you or messaging you in um, the chat, the Savi? <laughs> I had him in my RFA for the draft. Had him there ready to go and then... Not sure what I did. I rearranged and put a few other people in. And then I saw that you put up the post saying, I think Dykes is going to play fullback and tr- quickly tried to jump into draft. To- <laughs> it was really done. I was teasing. Oh, of course. <laughs> I, knew you, I knew you wouldn't put in the chat before you picked him up. Because, yeah, his stats the last few weeks, he's got nearly 50 average in his games at fullback in New South Wales Cup. Played a bit of half where he scored just as well. Uh, from all the reports, just like just a few things online and whatnot, I haven't, I've watched a couple of highlights. He's pretty solid kit bag in regards to his game. Like he's sort of covers a lot of bases. And he's been mixing between the half and fullback, like I mentioned before. That probably explains why he got the nod over Miller. I, I think Miller has been actually going to half a little bit too, but I think Dykes has probably got a bigger skill set. So, yeah, good team. I mean, the big thing with him and the reason I might be bringing him in he, for a loop, he's very mouth-watering for his run home and if he gets those attacking stats because his base is around the t- mid-20s. But if you look at what the Sharkies run, it gets ridiculous from here on in. Dragons, Tigers, Eagles, Dogs, Knights. They wrote it. They're, I'm telling you, they wrote the draw. <laughs> yeah, so that's their um, – it depends how he's going to be used, I guess. But if he continues his stats from – in the Reggies and takes it into a good side with a good run, I'm considering him big time as my downgrade because, like I said, then I can go two big guns. Yeah. Now, I know that Fitz, Fitz has got a huge rap on this kid. Like, 
he's so much different to his dad. His dad was left footer and skinny. This guy is big. He's about your size, Andy. And he's fast, and he can really, really play. Hang was, on, you stopped talking about no, Andy, no, didn't uh, you? I'll, no. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll, oh, sorry, I just said they were no, big. No. Oh, both big, big Dude, boys. Go on, go, go on. Say that big boy, we know that. <laughs> say that big boy. <laughs> oh, big boy. I've <laughs> oh, got a lot of good like feedback about your Balinese accent, actually. But back to Kate Dykes. Massive rap. I can't even remember what I was going to say. <laughs> He's a big boy. Ed oh, no, no, I've got the story now. Before we came on, I was watching a little bit of Kenty on 10 or 360. I'll tell you a story. Wayne Bennett offered him the starting fullback jersey at the Dolphins. Wow. And he rejected it to re sign with the Sharks. Geez, that's quality. Yep. So, yeah, he's quite the lad as well. So, 220K, if you've got the trades, I think he's a good one. Andy, I'll just go Dean Mariner. Dean Mariner actually had a pretty good solid debut last week. Three tackle breaks, 133 metres gained. Great in the preseason. It reminds me a lot of Dean Farre, but a more fantasy relevant because Dean Farre is absolutely rubbish at fantasy. <laughs> but just keep him in your black book. If you do need to go to him, looks like he's got his spot for the time being. But I do think that there might be some more other cashies we want to talk about. Alex Saithfarth, Andy, because you brought him in draft. Yeah, I was going to say. We've got to actually put a disclaimer warning, on that. Warning, warning, disclaimer. Andy has him in draft. <laughs> <laughs> now, honestly, I picked him up, but purely because he's... His stats on the edge absolutely stunning. Like he's really, really good. I, like he's he's only played four games there, unfortunately. But there's 54, 59, 41, and seventy one last week. So he actually showed a bit of class as well. Like yep. he's a bit of a ball player when he um, set that try for Stafford Toll on the right there. So I'm actually really impressed with him. And another thing, Tigers won. So I'm pretty sure Luke Garner's fit, but he was not even in there in the reserves at all. So it's a good sign. And he's redhead. Like, I'm cool if anyone just wants to pick him up because he's redhead. <laughs> <laughs> the only problem is he's 384K. So it's a bit of an awkward price as a cashy. Where's Garner? Have we got any news? Yeah, he's got a neck injury. Yeah, okay. So he's still, he's still working back. Like, he still might be on the outer anyway. But here's the funny part. The Tigers lose Alex Twal, Mr. Efficiency. Mm. But you know what? They brought another misefficiency in Alex. So in the in the four games he's played there on the edge, 182 tackles are made, five were missed. That's a 97.2% tackle efficiency from Alex. Just Alex's from the Tigers, just absolutely killing it. So I think, like we said, the only worry is Garner, you know, possibly coming back. But they they had a win. If they can win again, which I'm predicting they will. You know, a bit Mate, of there. I drove past Alex Safarth the other day, and he's big. Mm. Like... I don't think the TV captures how big like, this guy is. Is he Andy big? <laughs> no, no, he's like Keith he's Galloway bigger. big, bro. Well, I think I'm talking to um, Badger at the gym, and he was saying that Safarth was a bloke who they they brought. He's got a bit of mongrel in him, so I was expecting him to sort of have a couple of missed tackles here and there. But looks like he's sort of he's sort of controlled that. But if he stays on the edge, I think he'd be a quality player. Yeah. Also drove past Stafford Toa, who was taking his missus to the Greek place with, that we go to. Oh, with the Euros chips, fix. with the Euros chips. Yep. Is he, is he? So I don't think you, you should not pick up stuff until he's been, you know, fast food. <laughs> Surely that's not good nutrition. No, no, he's had a shocker. Boys, let's talk. Oh, actually, you got one more, Patty. You wanted to talk about Jermaine Salmon for some reason. All yeah, of a sudden, man. we're just talking about what we're going to talk about tonight, ladies and gentlemen. And Patty puts in the chat, I want to talk about Jermaine Salmon. All right, mate, go for it. Yeah, mate, salmon season. Bring it on. I, th- I just thought that, you know, there was a lot of chat on who was going to get that six jersey. I kind of thought it was going to going to be him because people were saying Katol, but he's already gone to the Dolphins and yeah, he's on the outer. Um, but I thought at 247k, so he's almost bottom price, he's going to be 
very good job security. So that's a that's a tick. He's going to be the starting half in a good team. That's a tick. And you know, when I looked at his five eight stats, they don't blow you away. You know, like realistically, if you were golden off previous form, you'd probably expect maybe like twenty five out of him or something like that. But this year, his his stints off the interchange. The biggest thing that's impressed me is his defense. So even though he's not like a massive boy and they've been playing him in and around that middle or on an edge, he's only averaging points, uh, 0.6 missed tackles a game. So if he's playing those big minutes out on the edge, I actually think he might get a decent base. So, you know, he's obviously not one for your starting 17, but I just think that if you need some halves cover as well, he's a decent shout for a cashy. Nice. I like it. Ranking boys, one to four. Pat, you go first. Uh, I'm going to go with my boy Salmon as uh, number one. Actually, no, no, sack that. I'm going to go Lockie Miller number one. Then I'm going Why to go are you going Lockie Miller? He's not playing. Sorry, you mean Dykesy? Oh, sorry, Dykesy, mate. I'm <laughs> this at Vegas, the wrong you got to go to sleep. Mate, I haven't you updated go to this sheet. I do. Sorry, yeah, Dykes, uh, Dykes, then Salmon, then Mariner, and Safarth. Only, only the only thing with Safarth is just the the cost. Yeah, price. I think so. I think you've wrapped up that pretty well, Andy. You the same? Uh, I'll go Dykesy first. Uh, Safarth third, Mariner last. Who are you going and second? <laughs> no, I'll go. I'll go. Jamin Salmon last. You know what else I go with Salmon? <laughs> Lemon. That's what exactly what Jamin. <laughs> Corbs, wrap us up. You're one to four, mate. Uh, Dykes, Mariner, Safarth, Salmon. Nice. I like it. Now, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for everyone leaving Spotify and Apple reviews. Really appreciate that. If you haven't yet, we've got five weeks to go, so we would really appreciate one before the end of the season. Let's go to... Why don't we quickly do the captain's chat, and then we'll go audience questions. Boys, I guess the three top... Munster versus Titans, Hines versus Dragons, Cookie versus New Zealand, Corpse. Who are you going for captain this week? Munster. Munster. You, yeah, I wrote it down before. Against that Warriors team, I was thinking he'll have a field day. I think they're playing the Titans. Who is music? Uh, is, is, oh, no, he's playing... Munster's, <laughs> Munster's playing... Sorry, the Storm's playing Warriors, aren't they? No, they're playing the Titans. Oh, no, so, yeah, the Titans. so the Titans. Yeah, Titans, sorry. No, they played Warriors last week, didn't they? Yeah, the yeah. Titans still. I still think they're rubbish. Yeah, <laughs> I think so as well. I'm going money as well. Eddie? I'm going Cook, and if... Cook does not score 70 or 80 plus. I'm going to kick um, Kyle out of the chat. <laughs> nice. No, I think it was Jake who told you that, man. No, I'm pre- was it? Yeah, it was Jake on the show last week. Well, he's gone. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Paddy. Man, I'm boring, mate. Sticking with my boy, Heinz. You haven't been able to get off him. <laughs> mate, he's still killing it. He's nice. got, a, got a, that just lovely run home. All right. Paddy, let's go. Audience questions. Take it away, my man. All right. Corbs. Byron Gardner, replacing Clearian Moses, which of these trades should I go? Cook and To'o or Munster and Tedesco? I'd lean towards the Munster and Teddy. I think To'o might not be the player we remember from last year, just without both their halves, whereas the other three are all guns. Yep. That's it. Yeah, great. Great answer there. Andy, Jeffrey, Maypu. Good evening, lads. I've got two trades left and 200k in the bank. I'm definitely trading out Cleary and Kennedy. I have a few options for trades, and I'd love your thoughts on these options. Number one, Joey, Manu, and Butcher. Number two, Joey Tarpany and Butcher. Three, Haas and Fafida. Four, Haas and Val Holmes. I'm leaning towards, between two, Joey Tarpany and Butcher or Haas and Val Holmes. I think if you're a bit of a risk taker, you can go the Haas and Val Holmes, because obviously Haas with the Carrigan out... And you got Holmes with the 
great scores after Origin, mm. but I'm leaning towards more Jake Tarpany and Butcher. I think they're going to hit some solid scores towards the end of the season. Mm. Butcher averaging 50 on the edge and Tarpany with a 67.5 last five-game average. So, yeah, yeah, I think massive. the points are there. Nice and consistent. Uh, TK Matthew Williams, uh, first year in, only focusing on head-to-head and finish fourth, which means I'm up against the top player in my league. I've got two trades left and have Cleary. Should I hold off trading Cleary out, ultimately conceding this week? And look how I match up in my head-to-head next week. Maddie. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry about that, Maddie. Maddie never concede. Like, you've <laughs> got to take this guy out, get Cleary, and you're going to trade him in at the Munster or DCE or go the... The route that Andy suggested before with Cam Murray. Send it to this bloke this week. Just yeah. absolutely send him a message <laughs> that you want to crush him. You're not holding nothing. You're going after him. That's it. Clear his out. Get lippy. Get yeah, lippy. Absolutely. 100%. Especially first year inmate. Have a, have a crack. Why not? Knock off first. Uh, Corbs, over to you. Sam Dorsey is asking, Hey, fellas, would like your thoughts on the following trades. Cleary and Kennedy out. Dooley, Butcher in. Have four trades left and will, and that will save his last two. Send it, Sam. You need to cut those long plays. You need to, you need to make four trades. No, I like those two. They're two non-players. That's a given. And doing Butcher, I reckon they're both going to be probably sitting, maybe just Butcher just under, around that sort of 50 average for the run home. I, I, I think, though, you could bring a Dykes in to free up some money and maybe make the three trades and, and then maybe instead of Dewey, maybe go two guns. But just, I don't know what money you've got in the bank or what your team sort of looks like, but keep that option as well, Dykes, to a, a sort of cash down who should score pretty well. Uh, well said. Andy, uh, Craig Gray, two trades left. Obviously get rid of Cleary, probably for Cook, but do I use that BDE, Big Dick Energy, and pull the trigger on Elliot for Haas? I think you go medium Dick Energy, purely <laughs> two, two reasons. I think because Elliot's... Elliot's still hitting out good numbers. He got injured last week, but he's still a 60-point... Like, he can still score you 60 points. I think Ricky's just... He's really impressed with his sort of style towards the end of the season. Um, and also, the second trade will come in handy later. <laughs> I think we've seen it this week. I've lost Cleary, um, Meany, Moses, Kennedy, and I'm hurting. Mm. And I'm hurting. So, if I had one extra trade, I'd love to... I'd love to buy one, so I dare say just medium dick and keep that last week. <laughs> Without a million, him and Millie Boyle were on Matty Johns. I feel that Millie Boyle has put him to the next level. Well, yeah, like she, might, him, she must be, she's a better player than him. Well, he, so, he's probably <laughs> mindset, like when you're sort of thinking about, you're not thinking about your next sort of thing going out in the club, mm. you've got someone at home. I would love to know what they talk about during like dinner. Just football, I reckon. <laughs> Pretty just much. Football. Just for the chat. <laughs> <laughs> she's put shit on him for being, her being better. <laughs> Oh, jeez. Uh, TK, Michael John Fulker is asking, is it worth upgrading Elliot to Tarpany with leftover Cleary cash or is the trade more valuable than the upgrade? Hell no. Hold the trade. Like I said, merely boil narrative. <laughs> She's making him a better player. He just he looks like he's back to go. He ready, He said he wasn't there. He was just carrying on a little bit on Saturday. Yeah. And they won so much that they didn't have to put him back on. So hold that trade, man. No, definitely. He's uh, getting all his good footy out of the way before he goes to the Knights. That's what I think. Mate, that's, he's, that's, he's, that's the narrative. He's, that's a gun signing. I feel that's a gun signing. Hopefully. Jeez, we need something. Um, Corbs, over to you. Jackson, Porter, five trades left. Glad I've kept a few in the bank. Cleary, Ma'am, and TK's love interest, Will Kennedy, out for Lockie Miller, Dwayhe, and Kamari leaves 40K in the bank for a McInnes Elliott upgrade to Cotter next week if no other fires to put out. Yeah, obviously, he'd be going Dykes now, but those other two, 
Great trades. Jackson, he's going to come home like a, a, with a great around-the-band, great final 600-meter split. It'll be like your racehorse in a few weeks, a few months, <laughs> just coming home real strong with all the trades there. Uh, th- those two, too, McInnes Elliott, yeah, they're holds at the moment. I don't think you need to – they're probably keepers till the end of the season. McInnes, what, he's going to have two, three games maybe with Finucan back? Mm. Another, but, another two, I think. Yeah, but still, I think you would trade someone else out over a McInnes at this stage of the season. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they're good. Do them, Jackson. Yeah. Nice one. Uh, Andy, Jaden Clark, Cleary to Murray, Bird to Lane, Will Kennedy to Miller if he's the Sharkies number one, 8K to spare, last three trades, but team will be complete and will be praying that after that uh, to hold on to his top 500 finish. I like, I like that. <clears throat> he's actually got a bit of depth. So this is where I, I probably would say go BDE. If you've got the depth to go three trades to three stayers, Cleary to Murray, to Murray lock it in, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Bird to Lane. I've been saying this for a while now. Lane is actually fancy relevant. And I was saying he also should change his last name to Line and his middle name to Ken Runner. Because <laughs> Sean Ken Runner Line. Uh, Paddy, you want to look that up? Or something? Yep. Uh, but I think I was going to say for Kennedy, for Dykes, um, how is his job security? Do you reckon he sort of plays there the rest of the season? Yeah. If, if he shines a light out, I feel like those three trades are actually pretty good. So. Is that seven twenty four? Because if you ever going to debut, it's a tough game this week against the Dragons. Day, like when you think about the history of his dad and his his grandpa, Shark Park Derby against the Dragons. If they didn't want to debut him, they wouldn't have done it this week. True, so it shows a bit of faith. Yeah. So, but Sean Lane seven twenty four was expensive, but man, I really rate him. I really rate him, and especially with Dill Brown taking the ownership of the team the last four games, I think you could actually probably go mm. just be consistent for that score. So I, I like him. I like it. Yeah, it's nice. TK, James Gilbert, are we chasing waterfalls with Nano? Yeah, a little bit. 730k, but we talked about players coming out of origin better than they came in. He's one of them. And his form at the moment, like 74 and 91 in the last two games, last three average of 69. Like, I don't... After spending half the season with him, I probably wouldn't personally want him myself. But you think about all the pricing around him, you think Nanai's at 730k, you've got IPAP at 788k, Kolomitangi at 715k, Hudson Young at 707k. I think those three guys are probably better. And then also for Fida, 664k. Hopefully they're looking at the whiteboard this this week and they're saying, pass the board, David, because it's a pretty simple strategy. I'll probably want to own those four before I own Jeremiah Nanai for the run home. So you're saying, don't go chasing waterfalls, <laughs> just stick to... <laughs> yeah, 100%. I think it's a, not a bad shout, but I just think we've all been there. I just don't think you have to go back. Yeah, nice. Only cheese we can do that for. <laughs> um, Andy, Shane Houston is asking, Moses to dual bags now or stay away? Now. I think um, I think purely the fact he'll get more kick meters, he'll take a bit more pressure off Jakey Arthur, unfortunately. The kid's copped a bit of bit of heat, but I think uh, dual bags will take a bit of ownership. So, no, I like that trade. If yep. I had one, I'd be. if I didn't have dual bags already, I'd be getting him in. Yep, good call there. Uh, Corbs, Tomira... Morris is asking, is Angus Crichton to Nanai a sideways trade? Yep. Yeah, well, you just talked about, or Tico just talked about, a few other big guns above him. Big scores. Crichton has had a couple of 30s in the last few weeks, but we know Nanai's got that in him as well. He's locked down the edge spot with Tupanua out. Um, and he's got pedigree, Crichton. I just think if with trades and how things are happening at the moment, that's just a massive sideways trade. So, yeah, as... Uh, 
James Gilbert said, don't go chasing waterfalls. <laughs> yeah, like uh, TK, to uh, bring us home, Zach Lomas is asking, hey, lads, I have two trades left for the season. I also have Cleary and Carrigan, who will be out potentially for the season. Should I sell both or just Cleary and hold the other trade another week or two? Zach, you got to send it, bro. <laughs> Cleary, you've got to go to either Munster or DCE. I probably prefer Munster. You get that extra 60K. Carrigan, because he's dropped a little bit of cash, you might need that extra bit of money, and I'd go straight to Haas if you can afford it. Probably Murray. Murray's probably a little bit ahead of Haas, but he's expensive too. So if you can't do that, definitely go to Haas. So I'd go Munster and Haas because of the money. I think you might be able to squeeze that out. All right, Paddy. Good little Q&A section there, my man. Thanks, man. All right, let's go to narrative of the week. I'm really looking forward to hearing these ones. Corpse, what have we got lined up for your narrative this week, man? I've got Munster. It's a ton up. Oh, so do I. <laughs> <laughs> How many try system tries have you got for him? I've got him for three tries, two try assists. I've got the reverse. Oh, he's going to get a hattie. Yeah, I've got the two tries, three try assists. Great minds, Corbs. Do, do you know what my other narrative is? Now, I don't want it to be because I like the cows, but I reckon the doggies could win against <sighs> the cowboys. Well, they beat them in round one. Yeah, I just reckon uh, they're, they're just playing real confident at the moment. And Cowboys, they were in the grind there, and then the Dragons just fell away, just really poor. But if the Doggies sort of keep at them for the whole game and their tails are up, yeah, I reckon they can. Yeah. There's my other little narrative. I like it. I had that as well. <laughs> I've also got David Nofaluma scoring three tries and refusing to go home. <laughs> I'm, assuming, I'm assuming three try assists to Kevin Lester as well. Eddie, what do you got? Uh, mine's a bit of the, uh, it's against you guys actually. Um, it's the Titans to beat the Storm with the super halves pairing of Tanner Boyd and Brimson. <laughs> it's the Roosters to beat the Broncos with no Reynolds. Sorry, with uh, no Carrigan. And it's Parra to beat Manly with Jacob Arthur to prove everyone who does belong in NRL and Parra get it back into the top. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a narrative straight out of PlayStation games. Yeah, it's, probably, it's probably less believable than Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> and Paddy, last but not least, what have you got, man? All right, two narratives here. Tiger's nice. Twin Towers. I've got both Saifidi brothers trying out to do each other. Both of them score a try. And um, <laughs> I thought you were going to go to, you're going to turn up. Gonna, <laughs> no, not, not that far. Maybe. Together. Together. <laughs> um, and and yeah, Sharky's Dragons, I reckon this is going to be an absolute lap up. And uh, I reckon Nico Hines is actually going to have a bit of target practice after his heroics and he's going to slot another field goal just for fun, make it 51 0. Wow, I like it. I would love that to actually happen. Is that the first half? <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> you might double ton this weekend. All right, Andy, let's finish off with some game day squads. So, game day squad. The first fantasy sports platform in Australia that utilises blockchain technology and NFTs. You can register your rugby league team now, open starter packs, play the comp at www.gamedaysquad.com.au. So come in and give it a crack. But Andy, what pack are we opening today, my man? I've got a nine-pack rare. Ooh, so, so who do we want? Who we want? Who we, who we talked up? I want Ken Munster. Murray and <laughs> Munster. All the camera, I want all the many Camerons as possible. Yeah. <laughs> McInnes. If we get a Cameron Smith... Cam- Okay. Might be get a Cameron King. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're opening. Uh, spinning, spinning. Ooh, something's exploded from the package. Monster for sure. <laughs> uh, first one we've got Spencer Lenu. How do you see that, bro? <laughs> yeah, may- maybe. Oh, I just got good eyes. Okay, he's got could be a bit of a, a dud. <laughs> Chris Patalo from the Doggies. 
We've got Liam Knight. Maybe they're just getting the bad <laughs> ones out of the way. He's got, I think this is the bench players. Your uh, old love interest <laughs> from the sports bar. Uh, Tui Kamakamika has been playing well. Tui's Not pretty bad. good. We got Harry Grant. Oh, yeah, that's nice huge. Yeah. That's huge. That's Here good. we go. Here they uh, come. Oh, CSC for Talakai. That's not a bad it? one. Starting to get three get to better. go. Uh, Ethan Bullimore. We did talk him up. Start, yeah. <laughs> start oh, didn't pod. we? What? <laughs> we just, we <laughs> oh, he was a must-have. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Bri- Brighton Nakora. Where's he going? Where's he going next year? Chucky's. Oh, he's he resigned. Really yep. oh, that's probably bad for him then. <laughs> <laughs> and last but not least, we have... Inari Tuala. Okay, not, not, not bad. A couple of good Harry players. Grant saves that pack, I think. Yeah, I think he does. And oh, and Ethan, obviously. Now, Andy, buy, hold, sell, avoid. We've got a couple more weeks of that, but we've got a debutant tomorrow, mate. Yeah, one of our cool mates. We're naming him Lebo Louie. He's coming in. <laughs> bit of culture on the pod, you know. We get a bit of culture. I can't wait for Lebo Louie to make his debut. Nah, he's pumped. Nah, he's, is that Louis Louis I was talking yeah, about? Yeah, 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 yeah. He's coming. Yes, he's awesome. Coming on, making his debut tomorrow. Lebo Louie to you, mate. He's, he's be starring yeah, now. no, I, that's what I call him. <laughs> <laughs> he's starring in our um, uh, news and um, injuries segment, so he would be good. I'm looking forward to actually hearing it. Now, boys and girls, we've got Q&A Thursday, probably about 6.15pm. I'll post it on the Facebook page. That is Australian Eastern Daylight Savings Times, or 815 of New Zealand. Corbs, are you going to pull a multi this week? Or are you still kind of riding high from that first win? Oh, yeah. Well, we're still up, so. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you smashed it from week one. You're going to be riding that money. All... Your week one was so well, good. Well, the best thing was that we'd, even if I just keep putting the same units bets on, that we'll, be, we'll still be up by the end of the season. So as long as I don't get carried away, which I haven't, it's been tempting. Can you get carried away and win something? Can we just put it all on Money Monster to do a hat-trick? <laughs> yeah, I feel like we need to go back to um, all having a punt. <laughs> Why take the pressure off you? Are you yeah. getting hate mail? <laughs> no, nah, I'm not getting any mail. There was plenty of love mail coming in that <laughs> Exactly. It's dried up now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, the boys, that was it. That was a really good show considering that Pat's running on one hour sleep. Us two are boring horses, and he's losing on the punt. It's pretty shame. We've got no trades left for me. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the whole reason why we're trying to do other stuff because we have no trades. Like, yeah, pretty much. I'll just hold on trades so we can talk about them. Next yeah, week. There, there, yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, if we don't have a show next week, it's pretty much because we've got no trades left. It'll just be one for us. Listeners' questions the whole show. Yeah. All right, Cobbs. Thanks for your thoughts tonight. We'll check you on the live Q and A on Thursday for Snakey Steaks. Right, see you later, boys. Paddy, good comeback, mate. Really appreciate you stopping by one hour sleep. Good yeah. to see you back, man. Thanks, man. I'll recharge for next week. Don't worry about it. Back at hundred. <laughs> no, I, I prefer this version. Of <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the doughy, the doughy, Paddy. Yeah, well done. <laughs> and Eddie, last but not least, but best of luck in your competition with Corbs this week. It's going to be a very interesting five weeks. Yeah, all, all I need to do is just try and just keep my head above water a bit. If I can remain at seventeen plays, I'm. I think I'm happy. Hundred points. Just loop, loop M by, mate. Yeah, I will. He actually might be my loop to this week. So I love it. Good show, boys. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in. Like I said, thank you for all the Spotify and Apple reviews. If you haven't let, left one yet, we'll really appreciate one. But uh, catch Andy and the boys tomorrow night, buy, hold, sell, avoid, and me and the boys Thursday night live. But until then, stay safe, and we'll catch you later.